Hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClos and Colin Cunningham. Wow, so <laughs> full of energy. Full oh of man, after watching Fight of Fury, I just want to go out and do good deeds. <laughs> Uh, I know everybody's talking about um, Cobra Kai. Well, I haven't seen that. Uh, I'm much more like interested. I'm much more interested in this movie about a karate school and the leader who will um, save uh, us all. Hey, <laughs> oh, yes. it's not karate. It is Jeet Kune Do, the Jeet martial Kune. arts that Bruce Lee founded. I, oh, I'm yeah, not I believe sure. So. Is that is that the case? Yeah, yep, and, it is uh, Jeet Kune Do. Uh, as we're told at the very beginning of this movie, this movie is a, a tribute to Bruce Lee. That's right. It says that in, in text on the screen. So I want to bring to the table how I discovered this film, which yes. is somebody messaged me on Facebook, and it's somebody I've chatted with here or there. He's actually the writer of a book on full moon films. Okay. And oh, nice. he just suggested a bunch of uh, movies that he thought I would like. And he mentioned this one, and he was like, I haven't seen it, but I saw the trailer. It looks fun. <laughs> and I watched the trailer, and I was like, I got to see this movie. <laughs> and so uh, I do a movie night with my friends every Sunday, and I was like, let's watch this. I can't remember the last time I made this kind of discovery where like <laughs> I enjoyed every second of this. <laughs> and you're like, people need to see this. And I like it, it's the kind of movie I had to add it to Letterbox because no one had reviewed it before. Yeah. And I think you posted the trailer on Twitter. Mm -hmm. maybe? I think that's I, how I, I, I edited found a bunch of clips from it and posted it online. Yeah. You posted online yeah. and I looked at it and I'm like, holy shit. And then I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh my God, this thing is on Prime. Like and Amazon Prime. We, we have to like, watch this. We have to watch it. And we did way back in the summer. Yeah. And then we kind of forgot about it. And I can't believe we did, we've taken us this long to uh, talk about it on the podcast. I was telling everybody I knew that had like a podcast or anything like you have to check out this movie. And, it, and yeah. nobody. Yeah. It's weird that like I see some reviews now of people being like, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. But nobody picked up the torch and was no. like, this is amazing. Like any of those bad movie podcasts, which this feels like, it you is know, made for, like made Taylor, for it. Taylor yeah. made. And I have to like, I have to stop this right now and just say, uh, you have to see this movie. So it's, it's on, on Amazon, it's on Prime. Amazon Prime have in Canada. If we it's end US this podcast too. and you're not like, I'm stopping listening to this mm -hmm. and I'm watching this movie right now, yeah. like. You will never watch this movie. <laughs> Don't even watch the trailer. Just go turn on the movie. Everything it's you amazing. like about sort of quote unquote bad movies. Everything you like about about martial arts vanity projects <laughs> oh, is in this, this movie. Is the vaniest vanity project you have ever seen. And it's Well, well and I it's, would argue it doesn't do uh, certain things that some vanity projects really? do. Whereas, there's, no, there's no gratuitous sex scene. Yeah. There's no there's no, no but that's sleeve. because uh, Shunny B, the star of this film, who wrote, directed, choreographed, edited, I assume dubbed the entire movie himself yes. as well. Yeah. Uh, he's a good man. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's the best. Yeah. But he, it's also not like uh, Neil Breen movies, which uh, I don't think we've actually even talked about yet in an episode. Mm -hmm. But he didn't make himself like literally God. Uh, he didn't make he didn't give himself he didn't give himself superpowers. He's just human. What? But he just has the knowledge. Of, I mean, people of are constantly telling him how awesome he is. Oh, yes. Which is Boy, oh, so beautiful in a vanity project. The knowledge he pontificates so much <laughs> in this he's, movie. He's got life lessons about everything any, ready to tell you. Any chance he has to. to like, if you cough. He's going to speechify about it and goes, talk about want, like Zen Buddhism. I want to tell and, you something. Oh. You can cough, but it doesn't mean that you are sick. It means that you are ready to conquer everything. Yeah. Okay, so we got to say right from the beginning, uh, one of the best things about this movie is Shunny B's acting. 
And mm-hmm. it's going to be real tough because he has an accent. He's uh, from Nepal. Yeah. But Nepal, yes. it's not necessarily like his accent that's the funny. It's like the tenor of his voice. It's very robotic. Very robotic. And it also has almost like a Sylvester Stallone quality yeah. sometimes. Which that's I right. assume that's how he really talks unless yes, he's trying to sound well. like a tough guy. I mean, I haven't found any interviews with him or anything. But mm-hmm. but it, like you have to say that all of his audio and probably most of everybody else's. The is, entire Movie. Oh, the entire movie. Everything dubbed, is ADR, yeah. but he's got like a slight kind of karaoke echo on his voice. <laughs> yes, you know, like you it was too a... powerful for the mic to capture. Yeah, it's just it's one of those like the. It's the... true. He has like a reverberation. Yeah, it's just like a reverb when you go to like a bad karaoke lounge and they have it cranked all the way up. But he kind of talks like this and it has like an echo, echo, echo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I would we apologize uh, mm-hmm. if. Uh, we accidentally sound a little uh, racist with our, our impersonations. No. Yeah, we we're, love we're not we love making shooting. fun of his accent. It's mostly like the way the lines are delivered. They're it's delivered true. in yeah. a very robotic way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, not to get too offensive, but he's he's very, very difficult to understand. And we did have to turn on subtitles because... Uh, There's a line he talks that a lot. I know it's not... Like it, it's not what it sounds like because I turn the <laughs> subtitles on because it's a it's a casual saying and I'll say it when it comes up. But it's so funny when he says it because there's one word that sounds not what it's supposed to be. And that's tough, right? Because like you're essentially making fun of someone's accent at that point. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's it's different because it's not different because it's just like the way he delivers it, like such solemn voice Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're getting into real dangerous territory where it's like, listen, minstrel shows are about how much we love them. And it's like, no, no, no. 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 Yeah. yeah, I don't want to say I'm a kid. Well, I mean, think about like Tommy Wiseau. Like, mm-hmm. we're not like, but that's where different because he's he a white from? guy. It's so like, it, you can make I, fun I, of white accents. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, yeah. Shuni B is, is, is not white. He's from Nepal. Um, yep. But like the audio, oh my god! Like it's, <laughs> it's really bad. Movie. We'll get it. We'll get into oh, it. Like, we haven't even started. That could make it more entertaining. It does those things from storytelling perspectives to the repetition of sound effects to the editing <laughs> to oh. how many freaking characters and extras and Sub-plus? scenes. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of subplots. And, and the movie's only 75 minutes long. Yeah. And there's yeah. unresolved plot points. Hey, shh. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Because this has an ending that, like, I was dying laughing when that, like, title <laughs> card came up. <laughs> like, Even I the credits aren't long. When the credits started. Yeah. So, uh, Shenny B, as, you know, a little bit of background, I've done no research because I want him to live, like, in this movie pretty yeah, like, much. Yeah, like, I wanted to be, like, a, a mystery, like, Neil Breen, you know? Yeah. I don't want to know anything about him. Mm-hmm. But it's clear he owns a dojo in yeah. L.A. because mm-hmm. at one point he gives instructions on how to go there. <laughs> Yeah, to a, the guy that calls him up, right? Yeah, and a guy like, calls him up and he's like, hey, I'm an M- MMA fighter. I would love, I hear you're the best. And he yeah. the exact details. And then of how he gets to get off the phone LA. and the MMA fighter's like, was, yes. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to work out with Brandon as his character. After Brandon Lee. He's obsessed yeah, with Bruce we're Lee. We're only going to call him Shunny uh, yeah, during yeah. this movie. Shunny B. As he yep. should. And uh, a lot of the movie is shot at his dojo, whether mm. it's supposed to be a at a dojo or not. A lot of movies. Not. 
And uh, anytime he's in his office, his office is sort you know, in his office, the walls are lined with Shunibi movie posters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is there another, is, is, where is other movies? There is another movie. I like this movie so much when I watched it with my friends that we all watched his 2012 film, Gorka Protector, okay. which oh. is a film that he shot in Nepal. So what's um, kind of surreal about it is it's shot on 35 millimeter. It Ooh. has a bigger budget. It has like a bunch of wire work, but he clearly recut it. And the version that you can rent on YouTube is his new cut. Oh, so no. it's all dubbed like this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But somebody else directed that I would like to see the one. original version because I'm, obviously there's nowhere I can find it because like the Nepalese film industry is not that prominent. Mm-hmm. So it existed with English subtitles. He screened it with English subtitles. But the version you can get on YouTube is a recut that he did. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's the the star of that movie? Yep, he's the star, and he has the same voice. It's about him being awesome. <laughs> it's also about him shutting down human trafficking as well. Yeah, Aww, that's a theme yeah. uh, in this yeah. movie as well. So this whole movie, yeah, is about like sex trafficking. But yeah, like mm-hmm. in his office, it says like Shuni B in, and then we can't really see the title of uh, and it's, his it's, jacket. It's got a picture of him shirtless. Yeah, and his jacket also says Shuni. It basically says I am Shuni B on it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. And then in, there's instructor. like you know a dragon and other cool patches on there and yeah. the shuni b production well b kick film oh, and it's B-Kick like an actual it's an amazing production company yeah, so he, 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 his logo is a b with a yeah. like a stinger and then uh at one point in the movie he's got uh at one point in the movie he's wearing a jacket that's black and yellow like a mm-hmm. b and then he's got matching sunglasses well that's a reference to bruce lee at game of death that like yellow well, costume yeah, i guess so yeah but also but also a b because his logo is mm-hmm. black and yellow as well could be and he's clearly uh, oh, I, I caught Jesus that April um, he's clearly a very uh, experienced martial artist as well like a sure. real one because yeah. he has a, so many trophies in his office yeah. yeah I mean also like you can just tell like he's yeah. not like dogging so, it in this movie he's so really good so I should good. say this before we get to um, breaking down the fight scenes in this film is that this does something that you know when I hear people talk about films like Miami Connection yeah. where they're like oh the fight scenes are so bad ha 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 it's like no these people like they know martial arts they may not know how to pace a fight or shoot it or choreograph like, they can do it. kicks and stuff like that which yeah. is more fun than somebody who can do nothing which we've seen movies like that it's real boring yeah like, the time. yeah like people obviously like i don't know how many of his students are in this movie but i'm uh, guessing all, all of them yeah a lot um but like yeah uh just because you take martial arts doesn't mean you know how to be a stunt person right like, mm-hmm. it's it's something that you have to learn and that being said Okay, I can tell the kicks aren't necessarily hitting, <laughs> but a lot of the fights look pretty good, especially the ones with his daughter. I Surprisingly d- good. I disagree. I think all the fights are terrible in this movie. <laughs> no. So I would make the argument that all the fights are terribly edited and paced, but they can do the moves that they're doing on screen, even though they're they're missing from a mile away, and that they're fun to watch. And I think that's the most important thing I will about say these fights. Th- I will say this. They're fun to watch. He can barely do the moves. He is so slow <laughs> and awkward. Okay. Uh, is he slow? I think to see him sped up quite his, a bit in this movie. Oh, yeah. And even then, there was like a knife fight uh, near the end of the movie that went on forever. And it was so boring. And then oh, realized no, that fight is great. They're like breakdancing. And it oh, we'll, we'll goes get to on it. forever. And it's sped up. And I'm like, oh, my God, it looks 
slow. You know why? Because Sunny B is so fast that they need to speed it up <laughs> it can't be to captured. make the other person look normal. Yeah, they have to get the slow-mo guys or whatever. Yes. Slow-mo fast channel is. a bee. <laughs> so uh, let's start the movie. Um, it starts with a woman being chased through the streets and you mm. see the you see font for the credits where I'm like, mm, I recognize that Adobe Premiere font. <laughs> I looked at that. I was like, is that like the Charlie's Angels full throttle font or something like that? It's like, probably like the third or fourth one on the font choice. Yeah. Where you're like, this looks pretty good. It's probably <laughs> called like action movie. or something. It looks action like a, like a space movie font or something. And like this that. is intercut with Mr. B um, <laughs> training like a dozen women uh, to like a self-defense class in right. the most uncomfortable and like David Lynchian fashion possible. <laughs> well, these guys, they're each paired off with a guy who has like a bandana around their face, like it's COVID mask. And yeah, some of them have like capes as well. <laughs> oh my God, did they? And like yeah. the women are like, barely even touching them they're like 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 fake clawing at them going ah, ah. it's it's <laughs> hilarious because they're not even doing anything they're just doing the bare minimum well what's yeah. weird is that uh shunny comes in and he like gives a big speech and then it cuts to the women just kind of like slapping them on top of them and he's like yeah. good good good, good work. exactly he's, what did he teach he's like walking up and down you know yeah. uh, and he's always wearing combat like camouflage pants and combat <laughs> boots because you never know when he's gonna have to jump into action it's true and <laughs> And that's what happens because this woman is uh, running away from her captors and she runs to the dojo. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets in, all the women are gone. So I guess it's after that class. So at first I thought she was like someone who took his classes, but no, she just runs into this random, seemingly abandoned building. Yeah. Yeah. And just ends up on Shunny B's porch. Yeah. And he, uh, it's all these uh, like guys dressed in black suits that are chasing her. And this is the first fight scene of the movie. Are they like 30 feet tall? Because they look like giants. I think Shuni is very, short. very small. There are yes. ch- His daughter in this movie is He's taller than him, about almost. the same size or taller. I love it. I like the little guy fighter. But like some shots in this, especially a dinner table scene later on, yeah. looks like it's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like forced perspective shots. <laughs> He's holding this giant fork that yeah, looks like a gardening he, tool or he something. He looked pretty small on that scene. <laughs> and um, so this fight, like, I, I like that right from the get-go. They're like, this is what it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going like, to gonna... show all the cards. Yeah, and those cards are, um, <laughs> you know, I would say like Godardian editing, kind of yeah. like French New Wave jump cuts sped lots, up motion lots of jump cuts uh, and, and the camera's locked down um, most of the time not every shot but a lot of it the camera is just sitting there and he's just moving around as guys come into the frame if and he I have to take a guess I would say that's because he's usually the cameraman when he's yeah. not on screen he's well, probably planting that day, it he probably didn't have a cameraman mm-hmm. he's yeah. probably planting it and just you know doing the, the shot but yeah like not only did people teleport via editing uh, there are intercuts in this scene that are not from this scene, are from different parts of the movie. He's wearing a completely different outfit. The lighting is completely different. I don't even think it's the same location. I don't even know what you're talking about. I disagree. It's, it's that reaction shot of him and he's all sweaty. Oh, well, he needed sweaty. a reaction shot. Yeah, and that is and not from this scene. We should scene. point out that he is screeching like Bruce Lee throughout all oh, of this, oh, yes. you know, honoring his master. What a... 
he wants to. What was that, Mario? It was like, <laughs> what the? What the? Lee, Bruce Lee. Uh, he does, he does that. Yeah, every, he wants to be Bruce. Yeah. Every Whoa. kick, every punch Ugh. is punctuated by the sound effect, and it's the same sound effect. But reused. you know what? Usually, I would find that insulting because it's usually used when it's like a white guy yeah. or like you know an '80s comedy. But you know, Shunny B, it's honorable. He wants to honor his master. He said right up at the front that it's a tribute to Bruce Lee. This movie. We have to talk about the camera that they use for this because it's obviously cheap consumer like DV that makes everybody beat red <laughs> the I entire thought, film. I thought it looked good. April said, "Wow, this movie looks good today." As she. Oh. Oh my God, April. You know why I think horrible. it looks good? The color correction. No, it looks terrible. No, it looks terrible. I think the color correction it, it, it tricks you into thinking that it's better. This movie is better than no, it is. I disagree. I don't know what it you're looks horrible. The about. whites like, are white. The blacks yeah. are nice and, and everyone down. is so red though because every, obviously there's a color cast to it all. Yeah, everything is like every light is I, blown out and blasting on the characters. <laughs> as long as they, yeah. Anytime they're outside, they're shiny and, and like, sweaty. Like you expect like a porno to break out. Like, yeah, it's very that. Soon. It's, it's like, that, it that kind of digital look. Yes, it's I like, agree. Anytime we're indoors, let's get a huge <laughs> April's spotlight. April's a big fan of like Dogma ninety five. She's like, I just love that. Like you know, in the moment no, style. No, I don't. No li- lights. Don't, no nothing. I uh, yes, okay. They probably didn't have a lot of lights, but again. It's saturated, it's contrasty, and that's all I want. That does not. You know what? Yeah, Shunny, Shunny B is probably very happy to hear that. Um, he so, didn't color you know, correct it. I don't want to take it. that away from April's compliment. Someone else <laughs> color corrected it. This fight in the movie, like every fight in this movie, is like 30 minutes long. It is so <laughs> it is so Not long. really, but it's probably like 10. It's so <laughs> yeah, 10 long. minutes long. And it ends in a hilarious cut that it looks like everyone teleports yeah, out of the room. Everyone just, <laughs> just disappears. <laughs> Um, and a lot of his edits have sound effects. So, oh, like, if everyone I recognize disappears, those sound effects. Yeah. It has the shing sound Yeah, or effect. there's, like, the Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the music in this film, I hope you like the Dark Knight. <laughs> because yeah, there's yeah. Dar- the Dark Knight. It's literally the Dark Knight. sound effects. Yeah. It, it's not just that. It's all kinds of stock music. Yeah. Yeah. But this it, in this scene specifically, it's not just like a sound alike. I am 100% sure yeah. it's from yeah, the actual Yeah, they just use the Dark Knight music. So uh, the woman and Sonny, uh, the woman that was being chased, mm-hmm. they go and have a very awkward conversation where it has the classic, like someone walks into a shot and they like hesitate before they sit down because they're waiting for the other person to say their line. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then uh, they sit down and then they say their line. He's sitting in his desk and I'm pretty sure it even says like Shinny B on the nameplate on the desk and it's got his post. Oh, his in the background. name is everywhere. Everywhere. In the <laughs> uh, everybody has their nameplates, as we'll talk about later on when they go to school. Yeah. But, 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 uh, the, but, the, just, but the funny thing, he's like, I'm Brandon. And like in the like there's a picture of him behind him that says <laughs> Shinny B in. Like it's like okay. Yeah, Wait, he doesn't Okay. Say, I've been saying Shunny. Is it Shunny or Shunny? Uh, I don't oh, I don't know. know. I'm just. Yeah. I, I, I. I'm just. We're gonna assuming. say every variation Shuni? as yeah. we go along. Well, it's one N, uh, so it'd be Shunny and not Shunny. So at this ends. point, I'm enjoying this action film, but then the woman starts to explain how she got into this precarious situation. Yes. and yeah. this is when the movie really shines. I have to my say, God. this is my favorite scene, and it, it, the, this location comes up again later, and the exact same camera angle and everything. It's the ladies' night at the samosa restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, ladies night let's yeah, get it go, started ladies, and they're all drinking like it's clearly like coca-cola and some of them have yeah. like water i guess it's supposed to be like alcohol. no that's white wine what are you talking about <laughs> okay you mean red wine so we're introduced here to a baddie in the movie his name is mickey 
And Mickey. I can, I mean, this is a very uh, obscure reference. His voice could only be described as like the dubbing from Things, uh, the classic Canadian film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where I don't know why people, I guess they're told to be like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they kind of talk, talk like this. Yeah, they kind of talk like this. Hey, I'm Mickey. Do you mind if well, I join in? <laughs> you know what? So, like, speaking of obscure references, I just watched Orgasmo the other night. Mm-hmm. And he sounds like the bad guy in that who is like, yeah. it, it, he's the character in the in the porno they're making he's plays neutered man so, <laughs> he's like hey talk like this so this guy not only does he sound really funny he looks like the third standard that Jean-Claude Van Damme had in No Retreat No Surrender oh yeah it's, that's right yeah he does like, his hair is slicked back he often wears like a wife beater I mean that's a politically incorrect term what are those called just like a black, like a black or, or white top. tank top yeah, yeah tank top yeah and um so this is like one for the books where he gets int- he gets invited, I guess, over to the table and it plays all of what we're about to say in one shot yeah. without any cuts. And I wrote the whole uh, speech. He goes, he sits oh down God, yes. and he's like, hey, do you want a party? And then he takes out a giant plate of cocaine and goes, this is what I call partying. You take a little chunk of this and you're in heaven. All right, let's goo. <laughs> let's no goo. One will have exa- no one will have ecstasy moment in here. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, wash it down. Yeah, he says wash it down. Now, while he's saying wash it down, they've already drank it, drank it, not snorted, and they're already passed. Like, half of them are passed out this at the is, table. This I have out to, in one take. I have to clarify that this isn't in, like, a nightclub. This is at a table <laughs> like in a, a restaurant. It's like a Persian or it's, it's, Mediterranean restaurant. It's like an and there's no one else in there. A friend of Shunny's restaurants. Oh, absolutely. And like we visit a few locations that I feel like it's, you know, you're probably like a community man and he knows all these people and they just like let him shoot for a couple hours in their place. Okay, this is one of my favorite things about low budget movies like this is anytime where the bad guy is supposed to be some millionaire rich man. <laughs> they- <laughs> They can never afford locations like this huge mansion or whatever. No. And what they have is is grandma's house uh, or some relative or whatever. So it's like these rich rich guys with, you know, 10 uh, black clad uh, like bodyguards hanging around them. But they're clearly just in, you know, Shunny B's next door neighbor's house or something like that with, you know, pictures of their kids. Uh, oh, you know, I love it so it's much. It's just like some, oh God, it's so funny. Uh, after the women pass out, it's very confusing where uh, the woman's story seems to jump that they were all sold into human trafficking and then she escaped like weeks later, I guess. Yeah, she just kind of says like, oh, I, I, I escaped and then I ran for a hundred miles until I got to you okay and then it cuts back to her talking to shunny in his office and she's like oh sorry for rambling off like that i don't even know you <laughs> he's <laughs> sleeping that's okay yeah and then no, she says goes, uh, i know the pain human trafficking causes that's right that's right which we'll get into later i guess because he has a story that a tragic human, backstory tragic backstory and then they call her dad who i now, love this okay, actor this, holy moly what the hell so she's my dad's gonna be waiting for me at home i don't know if he's been waiting for weeks i guess he's you know? wearing he's they cut to him at uh, home and he's no cut he's, to him and the angle is like a noir angle looking <laughs> from the ceiling through an oscillating fan and the, the yeah. fan sound is like 
yeah. it's like something out of you know Ridley Scott would do or something. He, mm. he got ambitious, but he is wearing the biggest bathrobe I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a pretty funny looking it's bathrobe. So big. It is so he big. He looks like Hugh Hefner, but like uh, a real scummy version, it's like so, Thomas Jane yeah, in it's just um, so or Alfred Molina in like, uh, <laughs> Boogie Nights. Uh, yeah, Boogie Nights. It's like, a, like a Jedi robes or something. It's so And bad. what's funny is that every time the dad shows up, he seems so menacing and off. Spoiler alert. Nah, he's just a normal dude. Yeah. Yeah, something is weird about that actor. I guess he's just a bad actor. Like, his delivery is like, Karen, it's <laughs> yeah. you. I was so worried about you. Yeah, Shinny <laughs> brings her home in his car and drops her off. And then the dad exits the house through the garage the garage <laughs> he doesn't live there yeah. the garage exactly. it's like a garage full of junk and then the dad comes out wearing this ridiculous bathrobe which is so big i wish he wore the bathrobe throughout the movie like every time you see him if you're no, that bathrobe. later he's wearing like a full three-piece suit in every scene which is also mm. doesn't fit like in this world anyway um I mean, nobody wears clothes that fits in this movie. No. Like, it's all, like, giant. <laughs> like, they look almost like kids you know, The prostitutes look pretty good. They do. And all the bad guys, especially, this is, again, a budget issue where they, you know, mm. the, the bodyguards all have to wear matching black suits. But, you know, everybody... They look bad. Just bring, do you have a black suit at home? Like, just, just bring it. So everybody brings, like, mismatching, you know, black suits yeah. that they probably haven't worn you know, since a funeral 20 years ago. So their wedding. Just, uh, yeah, everything is just really ill-fitting. It's not and, even their wedding. It's like their grandfather's black suit <laughs> yeah, that they got. Exactly. And the grandfather weighs like 600 pounds. Well, it's because they're shooting at their grandfather's house, right? And then they just go through okay. the closet. So Shunny then goes home and we meet probably the MVP of this movie, yeah. his real-life daughter. Yeah. Yes, uh, whose character's name is Maya. And he, he yeah. says, just in case there's any confusion, he says, Maya, my daughter. And I wanted and to mention she's rocking um, a Pokemon shirt. Yeah. Oh, I she got an Eevee shirt on. But I wanted yeah. to mention in the previous scene that the dubbing in this movie is sometimes really, really bad. It's sometimes as bad as like Ryan's babe. Sometimes if you recall. No, sometimes. a lot of times it's okay, but then sometimes it's like that's not at all what that person was yeah, saying. Yeah. Even April, close. I love your um, you know, your positivity. You're like, listen, the colors look great. They do. <laughs> the dubbing. They do. Sometimes it's not too good. It's in focus. It's always bad. <laughs> yeah, well, what I like it's, ab- <laughs> it's terrible. What I like about Maya is that she says everything like this. Hi, Dad. April. Uh, listen, Maya <laughs> kind of sounds like April a little bit. Very <laughs> deadpan a lot of the time. She does. She's like, Hey, hey Dad, Dad. What's going I'm on? About my she mom. sounds really tired. She like, has a suspiciously scene. deep voice. <laughs> and I'm wondering. Like, so maybe it wasn't it's her that dubbed her own That's voice. That's what I'm thinking because mm-hmm. it does not uh, match her. <laughs> There's a goon that shows up in the movie and he sounds like the guy in Kung Pao that's like, that's a lot of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, in the credits, they have like dub artists. So mm. obviously, are they, are they, they artists, had some people, though? but well, they're actors who. That's like, yeah. uh, are it's not like the calling like a, a subway guy, like a sandwich artist or something. Because like how that. are you supposed to know? Oh, it's how like, dare you, um, call it. you know, <laughs> you're making a sandwich. Justin, when you made when you uh, dubbed Teddy Bomb, yeah. you didn't have all the actors, right? So you just had to replace some of them, right? Isn't that- uh, some of them, but we did most of the actors. Some of them talk yeah. like this. Yeah. Talk like hey, how's it going? Yeah, some of the goons in the film, it's me doing their voice, being like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the daughter has a. a it's like, hey, Dad, what's going on? <laughs> well, it's not hey, that deep. No, it's not. It's, it's not. kind of like, yeah, uh, we're gonna imitate hey. the daughter so much, where she's like. Dad, I miss mom so much. Hey, Dad, do you are you are you still mad at mom? 
I'm so, okay. I miss her sometimes. So uh, we learned that uh, her mother and Sunny B, his, I'm going to say, I always want to say Sunny, Sunny B because it sounds so much like Sunny, Sunny D. Sunny, Sunny D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a flashback in this of you see their happy times. All I could think of was a dream within a dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's like fades over fades, <laughs> like just lynchy. Yeah. It's what like, what am I looking at? He's like sitting by a tree reminiscing, and then, but it's mm-hmm. also cross faded with him and his wife yeah mm-hmm. and he's out. he's rocking uh the bootcut jeans <laughs> the worn like out rob liefeld does. Which, yeah, this is like the the middle-aged man's cool look it's like a mm-hmm. worn out jeans and a boot cut um and then the music we get uh, every time they flash Ugh. back to the to the mother it's like something out of a comedy he'll always turn to camera with like a tear rolling down his cheek and then you'll get the kind of like, oh yeah! So yeah, you, there's this you hear sound effect. Wind chimes. Yeah, wind chimes. The wind chimes. Like, I, I, we and, can't. I can't imitate it. But while I was no. watching it this morning, I took a. I took a recording of it on my phone. So I'm gonna cut it in here. Like a good filmmaker, it evolves that when he starts a relationship with another woman, there's wind chimes every time he sees her. <laughs> it's not just wind chimes. It's wind chimes and the classical guitar. It's like flamenco. <laughs> flamenco guitar. I said it was like a scene out of Mask so of like, Zorro when like Anthony Banderas or Antonio Banderas is like hitting on Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, it's very Spanish But like this sound effect uh, plays like a hundred times in this movie and I'm not even exaggerating. Okay, so we're going to talk a lot lot about repeated sound effects because near the end of the movie, there's a lot of scenes that take place outside. (laughs) And uh, Shani, I think he did like something that you may not realize it when you have to deal with the whole movie, but he took an atmospheric track with like a dog barking in the background. (laughs) And that dog is barking that whole scene. (laughs) <laughs> and because he's looping it, you hear the dog constantly just endlessly barking. Constantly. And since it's dog barking, but it's also this dog howl, and it's a stock sound effect that I know really well because they used it on they used it on the Simpsons once. There's also an eagle like. Oh yeah, that you hear all the time. Yeah, that's an also a Simpsons used sound effect. It's probably you just Google, you know, whatever yeah. outdoor sound, like outside the sound fr- effect, he, and it was like thirty seconds. He takes but the first is one, like four minutes long, so you loop it. Yeah, he's constantly using like the first the dog uh, like ten seconds. It's like woo woo. Well, there's, a, there's a great reveal. We oh, sorry, I'm just laughing, thinking about my favorite character in the movie, uh, a dog who will show up the a little bit later. Dog? Yeah. <laughs> This is, it's never more apparent than, it's like the reveal of the bad guy's quote unquote like mansion. Oh. And this is what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Well, they, the reveal of the bad guy's mansion is just, it's Shunny B's gym. It, it's, it's, it's barely a mansion. It's something that looks like it maybe it had an exterior. once was considered a mansion. Like it's got, you know, big sort well, of pillars outside. No, well, the first time that you see them, they're in the gym room because there's the blue gym mattresses on the wall. Right. Yeah, the interior is literally the gym. Yeah, and I think he's like stuck a door on the wall or something or <laughs> yeah. taped up a, a door. It was very difficult not to write every line from the scene yeah. because it was so funny where like... um and what's very confusing is it seems like he's talking about the girl that escaped uh, the woman from the beginning, right. but he's not. He's talking about something else. Really? I because thought he was on, talking he about it. he freaks out that she escaped. No, he freaks out that she escaped again. Oh. It's the same girl. I know so it is confusing. The guy, Mickey is like, he, he 
was not like a regular guy. He was like a ninja, a mountain fighter. <laughs> a Gorka soldier. Which is what we find. So a yeah, Gorka, a Gorka soldier, soldier is a... a it's a Nepalese soldier. Uh, is that like soldier. a black ops thing in ne- Nepal? I think it's just like the Nepalese it's army. they called? They have like yeah. a history uh, where the name came from. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah. And like they bounce back and forth with Mickey and this other guy. Is his name Brutal? Brutal. Like, no, Mr. that's Mr. not Brutal. Brutal. No, Brutal is the one with the, the mohawk. And the tattoo okay, on yes. his head. This, There's some villains that are introduced later this, on in the movie. This is the Mickey's dad, who's the mob mm. boss, whose name is Greco. Right. But you Greco. don't find okay. out that his that's his name until later, which yeah. is confusing. And he's a hundred percent has to be one of Shuni's uh, students. Yes, um, 100%. most of these people a very are sus- suspect hairline. Uh, he looks like kind of uh, low rent Steven Seagal. Well, way later when you see him, like at the very end, I'm like, whoa! He's he takes his clothes off and he's like his his shirt off and he's actually like really cut and like. Really, yeah, he's fit. not a guy that you would expect to like throw any kicks, and he no. does because he has the big climactic fight. Exactly, in this movie. That's, so that's why so, I was confused. Big. This big scene is great fight. because uh, somebody made a decision that Greco will uh, like fondle a knife throughout the scene, mm-hmm. and you hear the sound of the knife like throughout such dialogue as "Chillax, I got this." Right? They gotta. They gotta really amp up those sound effects to make it seem threatening mm-hmm. and like um mickey's all like saying stuff like damn all right damn old fucking geezer <laughs> he's a great a great character yeah. well i think this is where we're introduced to brutal who's kind of the big bad of the movie like he, he outranks greco <laughs> apparently even. yes he does he looks exactly and i thought it was him until i looked it up he looks like chuck liddell the M- mma fighter <laughs> Huh. Um, identical in in mannerisms, and he's always hanging out with this woman who, at first, I thought was his, his mom, mom. <laughs> but it's later revealed to be his love interest. We he's don't really know, like a very very old Russian woman or something like that. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Shunny is open to all ages, sizes. <laughs> um, you know, he doesn't judge. <laughs> so. Uh, Throughout all these sequences, there is whole subplots about women just, you know, living the life in L.A. Yeah, so the women that we see get drugged, uh, we now follow them in their new life as prostitutes, as sex workers. Yeah, but and it's mm-hmm. like... none of them seem distressed at all about now being forced into prostitution. They're like, this is just my life now. Uh, is- uh, no, it'd be like, I'm kind of nervous. And the other one will say, why are you nervous? Just relax and have just a good time. Just try to have, just have fun. fun. So the, it's, it's, it's basically established that all these girls that... Um, the girl from the beginning, I think her name's Karen. Um, no idea. <clears throat> her and her friends, as we mentioned, they all get kidnapped. But I don't know if that's these group of girls. It seems like different. There's like a bajillion young women in this movie, What's and they all start to What's weird about the movie together. is that at one point they meet up again. They're like, "Thank you for saving us, yeah. Shuni," and I'm like, "Did that happen off screen? I don't remember that happening." It's, yeah, you're right. Now that I think about uh, it, I can't mm-hmm. pinpoint when that happened exactly. I thought he did save them, but I can't remember. Uh, but instead, um, we jump to there's like goons in this movie that keep following uh, Maya, uh, Shani's daughter. Yeah, the entire and these are the two movie. guys that are like dub like that's a lot of nuts. Yeah, it's like these two guys, and one of them looks like one of the Ramones. 
<laughs> he looks like an ex Ramon, like an older G- guy, Jackie Ramon or something. He looks like he's about sixty five years old, and the other you know, guy's a lot younger, balding with like dyed black hair with like sunglasses. It looks oh, it's so funny. But we get a scene here um, of Maya in class, um, and it's like this really crappy like classroom. It's clearly just like a community room or whatever. But um, it seemed to be like there was a uh, chalkboard on the ground that said seven to eleventh grade. So are these like the gifted students or something? I don't know. It looked like a, like a Sunday so. school or the basement mm-hmm. of a church. But or like something it's like that. established that she is absolutely the smartest in her grade. She's mm-hmm. way ahead of everyone else. And that's when I realized that this isn't just a vanity project for Shuni B. It's also for his daughter. It's a real after Earth situation. Yes, but he's the one who, who you know, uh, created her. Who raised her. Yeah. It's true, but yeah. you got to admit, to she's been raised on his she knowledge. She comes off pretty badass in this movie. Yeah, she has the best fight scene in the movie. Um, but she's also super smart is what I'm saying. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, we're introduced here to a trait that uh, Shuni shows throughout the film is that as good a man as he is, he's always late for stuff. <laughs> yes, that is a runner. He's always, always late. LA traffic. <laughs> don't worry. He picks up Maya and he's like, let's go for ice cream. <laughs> to Baskin Robbins. And they're not even and hiding this, that it's Baskin Robbins at all. This is the scene of the movie that is like the flower scene in Yes, uh, 100%. Room, where it's like, it's almost as if it's like a parody of that. Like, it's so close. But he introduces where? himself. He goes up to the guy at the counter and he says, hey, how you doing? Like, he's trying <laughs> yeah, to sound like Sylvester doing? Stallone. Most Sylvester Stallone and he does a fist bump with the guy. Yeah, yeah he does that. In uh, many times in the movie, he's just trying to show that he's popular around the neighborhood. Everybody loves him. Everyone's like, Shunny, Shunny, thank you so much for coming. It's true. His daughter's like, I would like cookies and cream. He's like, What? Don't you want mango? Yeah, and that's their. And and then this really weird thing happens. He just picked up his daughter from school. They get ice cream, and then they run into like some family friends, like Mm -hmm. some of her like school friends or whatever, and their mom. And he says, Oh. I got to get back to the dojo. Uh, I have an appointment. Can you give Maya a ride home? Yeah, he just, just dumps like, her. Okay, sure. So you just picked her up from school. You're having ice cream. And then, oh, I forgot. I have to teach this uh, this young, hot girl I just rescued the other day. So he just drops her off with the first per- person he meets at the <laughs> exactly. ice cream. Who looks like there's a gun being held <laughs> to the actor's head off screen. Yeah. She looks so uncomfortable. She's like... Hello, Shani. A lot of the kids too are like kind of looking at the camera. Like they're, I mean, yeah. you have to come to expect this. It's yeah, perfectly fine. fine. So the romance plot in this film very uncomfortable. This is this is the uh, his version of like the sleazy love scene, you know, and like all these vanity mm-hmm. projects. It's just like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta be a man. I gotta have this like. Yeah, I'm gonna teach you self defense. <laughs> oh, oh, and usually, they like roll around. Usually the ground. they would get like you know some ex Playboy model or something to show her boobs and. Uh, she's no, very young. No nudity girl. in this film. This is a family picture. Well, like she says, like I was in college or I just graduated college or something. She's way too young for him. <laughs> well, way he's, he's too like young fifty for something. So yes, I do like that when they wrestle and they land on the ground. He rolls out of it. He's like, oh yeah, I'm so yeah. Spry. He does like a, like a shoulder roll. But the thing is, he's like. The, it's like an emotional self-defense like you know do it you have to like get over your fear of your captors and then she like is straddling him and punching him in the face and then he grabs her and hugs her and says shh shh, shh. it's okay it's okay 
<laughs> like we're done now. You can relax. Like she has like PTSD, which her character probably would. Yeah. And then they just talk and then they have like a slightly flirty exchange, but like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And, no, and then they go to the office and she's like, hey, could you want to come over uh, for supper tonight? And he's like, uh, I'm busy. And she's like, please. He's like, oh, OK, I'll come. So it's, and it's I was like, dinner at dad's. Oh, so he does go. Yeah. Well, so where's then his they, daughter during all this? Uh, like, gosh, who knows? Who cares? Which, uh, which is a running. That was my favorite character, which we will get to very soon. Well, uh, you know, a running theme is where's his daughter? Yeah, who, yeah, who cares? It's true. it's true. Even before the credits roll. So uh, they go to dinner and this is the most Lynchian dinner. <laughs> like the table looks giant. Yeah, it looks really big and it's clearly not these people's houses. It, it looks like it, no. the way it's decorated, uh, you know, some things on the wall. We prophesy or we um, prophesy hypothesize that this was Shuni B's house. I think so. There's like a lot of locations in this movie where we think, okay, that's got to be his house because there's posters on the wall. It just his, seemed like like it would be his house, you mm-hmm. know? It's got a unless you think it's too nice for Shuni, it's got like and a big I, I like that Shuni like he's real casual. He wears like 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 a like a weird sports Sweat. jacket. It was like a, to it was like a sweater. It was like a sports yeah. sweater. A zip up sweater <laughs> and then they have Chinese food and then don't eat it. Well, it could be Nepal uh, food from Nepal. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, I like the centerpiece, which is giant flowers with flashing blue lights on them. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is um, that? <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah. So none of them, they've always got these like uh, plates of, of carefully arranged Chinese food. Not one of them has like touched it. And then he gets and up and then he leave. gets up to leave. <laughs> <laughs> after after a speech number 1500 in this movie. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. We have not gone through his speeches because I wrote the big one that he has to his daughter later on where we'll get to that. Oh, God. Which one? Because he gives a speech almost every scene <laughs> about um, how his his thoughts on life and his, his morale, morals. Um, but, his morals? His mission? <clears throat> yeah, I guess so when he leaves is when he goes home. Yeah, he right? goes home and his daughter's like, Dad, I have something to show you. Close your eyes. It's a surprise. And then my favorite thing of this movie happens. This is probably when I laughed the most. She opens the door and like the world's biggest dog <laughs> walks into the it's, room. It's like Marmaduke it's or a, something. It's a great Dane, <laughs> the world's biggest like, dog breed. It is so big. And especially beside his daughter and Shuni, it looks 10 times bigger. Yeah. And like the anger, it seems to change, like almost like grow bigger from shot to shot. You're like, They'll be crushed by this giant dog. But I don't think you you ever see this dog again. You do, but no. it's so fucked up. It's a flashback. Yeah, yeah it, his daughter's like, f- I had a dream the dog was scratching at my door. Yeah, but it's so... The editing in this movie, it, it's it's often edited clearly out of order. It's like an To art make film. it more interesting, I guess, because... We get this scene with the dog. She says, can we keep him? And he says, hey, this clearly belongs to somebody. Can we just keep him for one night? Okay. And then a couple other small scenes happen. Every scene in this movie is like two minutes, by the way, at most. And then we see the dog arriving at the apartment. So it's like, that <laughs> happened before. Why are you showing it after? It makes Because no the sense. dog is a reincarnation of his wife and her mother. It could oh, be. God. It could be. And uh, they clearly got Frank Welker to do the voice of the dog because it's a man's voice going like, <laughs> <laughs> throughout the scene. <laughs> it's a Shuni B going, bark, bark, Shuni. Bark, woof, bark. <laughs> woof, woof. They wasted all their money on the dog barks that appear later in the film. What did he say about the dog? He's like, oh, he's very friendly. Yeah. No, he goes, um, I think he's like, uh, whoa, I like him. 
Like, just very, <laughs> you know, he's very happy to see the dog. And then he's like, let's get rid of this dog. It doesn't belong to us. Yeah. Well, I think oh. that a lot of the lines were improv uh, or they're just trying to remember what's in the script. So they're just vaguely saying it's stuff. none of this matters. You'll never see this dog again for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he goes, no, because he goes, wow, what a pleasant surprise. I like him. He's friendly. And then we get uh, yeah, probably the best action scene in the movie. This is my favorite part of the movie, by the way. The uh, Kung Fu mm-hmm. daughter. So the daughter is like and bullied by some the of the kids at school. unmotivated fight scene ever. Well, they want her homework. Yeah. They're, yeah. Like, they're like, Maya, give me your homework. And she's like, why don't you just do your own homework? No, you got to do And then yourself. she goes like. Shut up! <laughs> and then he says the name of the kids that attack him. He's like, Charlie, Giant, Mouse, get no, her! I thought it was Giant Mouse. So did I. Because there's only two kids to his side. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the little Charlie, kid. Charlie, Giant Mouse, get her! <laughs> and I think it's two guys. One of them is called Giant Mouse. It's a great scene, though. Um, like, yeah, she's very... Uh, and also, these kids are also all clearly students at the club. Oh, for school. sure. I mean, it's like on. all of them know... Uh, they, got the, they got the moves. And I, you know, I relate to this. I did karate as a very young girl. So. Did people bully you for your homework? Uh, I don't think so. April. I tried to get in fights, but nobody would fight me because I'm so nice. You were the <laughs> one starting the fights. Give me your homework. <laughs> no, I didn't get into fights. <laughs> and Maya defeats all the kids... But she gets in trouble, even though she self-defended herself. Mm-hmm. But as her dad says when they're in the principal's office, I understand you did this in self-defense. But remember, you yourself are the lethal weapons. <laughs> uh, how do we know this <laughs> is the principal's office that they're in, by the way? Yeah, we know it's the principal's office because there's a big like <laughs> silver uh, notebook. cardboard sign that says principal it, like levy. It's a notebook. It looks, yeah. it, it's a notebook that's like propped up and it looks like it's written by a child in crayon. It says principal <laughs> levy. It looks like, you know, it. you start writing with the with the letters at one size and then you realize you're not going to have enough room <laughs> to fit all the words. Yes. And you're like, oh, dear. And you feel like they started shooting the scene and Shuni was like, People may not know this is the principal's <laughs> office, so we need to clarify. I mean, he's it. right. Um, and then he makes another speech, and and the, and then the oh, principal God. and the teacher are like, "We can tell that she has very good support." You, at are, home. The you are the greatest teacher in the world. Of all time. The greatest parent like, in the world. You clearly are doing something right. I wish you were my father, Shani. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how the teacher in the scene, for some reason, she talked really fast. She's like, it's my pleasure. She's a good student. <laughs> Just <laughs> trying to get, get home. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get out of this. You're scene. my favorite student's father. <laughs> Anytime there's a transitional moment with cars, for some reason, they're like sped up. Uh, you mean like Where, speed like, ramp? A lot of stuff is yep. sped up in this movie. <laughs> Um, um, I mean, where do we go from well, here? It's the, uh, the oh. Griffith Observatory uh, date. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he's a rebel with that. But you got to know something really weird happens on his way to this date. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, what is happening? So they cut to like, I think it's like m- m- the Chinese theater or something, something in oh, Hollywood. Man's Chinese theater. And yeah. something. And then they just have a sound effect of like, action and then there's just random footage of a little boy with a shirt off doing shot at a low angle yeah doing stuff and he's like saying weird things and this lasts like 10 seconds he's doing like a bruce lee rap yeah he's like rapping and then we cut to the griffith observatory scene and i was like that fit didn't fit in the movie at all and then he says sorry i'm late they were shooting a movie with some kid with nunchucks and so i'm thinking 
did he just know some kid that really wanted to be in his movie? And he's like, let's find a way to fit it in. I'm sure we can fit it in. Yeah. Or he saw him on the he's street. He's trying to find justification for being late all the yeah, time. <laughs> he's always like finding kids to put in his movies. I get, well, that doesn't sound good. Kid, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> No one would be well be, be like, I need production value. I need a little kid doing kung fu. Eh, There's enough people doing kung fu in this movie. This almost feels like an episode of Nathan for You, where it's like Nathan's like, how do we get people to want to sign up for this martial arts class? Solution, put them in a movie. Yeah, they, yeah you're it's not wrong. Idea. It does come off like that. Uh, or how can we so, get around uh, with hiring actors that know kung fu without having to pay them? <laughs> solution exactly. go to the local use Kung my Fu students school. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we go to the griffiths observatory and this is when we're introduced to that <laughs> eagle screech yeah <laughs> which plays out throughout this and this is some really funny scenes where like uh where we ne- what what is a woman's name that he says at the beginning we just been calling him the woman i think it's karen i think he heard him say karen so let's call yeah. it that Let's call her Karen. Uh, Karen has a scene that's like the deleted moment from T2 where she's like, give me a smile. <laughs> and Shinny V's like. Then he takes his sunglasses off and he's not smiling. And then she bursts out laughing. I don't even know what happened in that scene. I think they it's have like she like a, the take. Or he's something. got a flashback. He explains that his wife. Oh, yeah. After the, the this whole is, This is one of this the many so good. Like, crying flashbacks. Um, where he explains that his wife was nine months pregnant and then was kidnapped and forced into... The reveal of her being like, I'm pregnant, and they're sitting at a table, and then he puts his hands up in the air and he goes... I'm the happiest man in the world. <laughs> that is like the happiest he is in this whole movie. And it cuts to a shot, a giant close-up of his face with a tear running down his cheek. And I posted this on Twitter. A fly slams into his forehead and then like bounces to the ground. I've never seen this he movie before. He character. He's a headbutted a fly to death. That's how, yeah. that's how talented he is. And then he explains that his wife was killed by terrorists no, while he I was on a mission with the was, army. His wife was kidnapped, traffickers. raped, yeah. and sold into like sex slavery. Uh, well, he but just then he says stresses. Like, he says she was nine months pregnant or eight months pregnant. Yeah, so he says that like it was while he was away in the army. So he was away when she was pregnant, and he's his whole thing is I should have been there to protect her. But I didn't protect her. Pregnant with Maya, his daughter. No, no, the other. No, the, with yeah, another the kid. kid. Because in the flashback, Maya is there. Maya is her normal age as she is in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. So okay. seemingly this only just happened. So this was in Nepal. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because he right. says she is And of course, uh, Shuni has a wife that's like one-fourth of his age. Of course. Yeah, she looks pretty young. And they have this, like, during this flashback, it's supposed to flashback to when they first met. <laughs> but they're just the same ages. This reminds me, in the uh, film we made previous to this, because it's in that kind of, like, Bollywood-style tradition and that style, there is a, a Shuni B musical number. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Does he sing? Yep. Yes, he oh does. I think god. he raps. Oh, oh like my god, I need to see this. I need to see this movie. You said I can rent it it's off YouTube? It's on YouTube. You can rent it for like two bucks. Oh my god. All right. We know what we're doing tonight. Uh, so here we get the big story. It's sad. And then I think because he's hanging out at the Griffiths Observatory, he doesn't pick up his daughter like he's supposed to. Yeah, now we get, uh, <laughs> we get a flashback, to, or not a flashback, sorry. We, we jump to Chuck Liddell and his mom slash girlfriend. Uh, okay, you mean the big subplot of the women sex workers are going to start their own MMA league? Which, like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, hang go? on, hang on. 
The MMA women are also the prostitutes? I think so. I think I thought there was yes. a separate group of women. I don't know. <laughs> they I, do I, all look the same. I don't know. I, yeah, I couldn't not, tell you. Unclear. It's unclear. And it, this, and this this plot goes nowhere. Nowhere. And it spends so much time on yeah, it. Yeah, and then it cuts back to the actual plot. So Maya's waiting for Shuni B, and of course he's not there. And then these uh, these two henchmen show up again. Uh, hey, Jackie, let's kidnap Jackie her. Ramone. And again, in the entire yep. movie, every all these bajillion scenes that we mentioned they're usually there in the bushes like hiding, hiding. getting ready to uh kidnap yeah just like the right reservoir so we should point out yeah. that like we've been talking for like mm, 40 minutes the plot of this movie has not started yet there is so <laughs> like much, it's basically been a hangout picture so much more to go the major um, plot is about to happen yeah, yeah so she's kidnapped well first she like uh fends off these guys and this is a, a pretty entertaining action she does scene. this really cool like jump punch kick thing and it's yeah. like these guys are huge and I know it's a movie but it's like even in the reality of the movie they were like she beat us up really good boss this like, Jackie Ramon guy is like 70 years old Come yeah on, he's, he's not old. fighting the anybody. other guy looks a little younger though. I felt bad because she was like running away and getting them to chase her and uh, I'm like that guy must be exhausted he's gonna die yeah yeah I feel like uh, Shuni in the scene is you know he has two different instincts which is like I want my daughter to be cool mm-hmm. But I need her to be kidnapped so I can save her. Mm, that's so tough. <laughs> and I think he found a pretty good balance because she kind of beats yeah, him up. She does fight back. She runs away. She should have really been able to beat up those two, like like Colin said, not. like uh, ninety-two well, year old. Oh yeah, men. just run away. Old, but yeah, everybody in the film is always covered in sweat as well. Yeah. Well, I guess it was really hot. Yeah, it's, it's L.A. Hey, you're wearing a black suit in L.A. Come on. And they're always wearing sunglasses. Those guys. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't remember when this scene took place, but when she's kidnapped, Mm -hmm. she uh, flashes back to the longest monologue of the whole movie. Oh my God. Shuni's monologue? Was that like on the front lawn of some house? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be her about to go to school, but it's like... He has. We have a flashback to his speech. Is this he didn't make enough speeches? But she's just remembering some inspiring <laughs> so, words, I guess. Yeah. I only have like a chunk of this because it goes on. But it's like the more distant a person is, that much closer that person is. So what if a dream of life turns into an incident and scatters everywhere? Time can't change the emotions. The feeling doesn't die when one becomes distant. Love is a relationship between two hearts. <laughs> A relationship that can be divided, like any properties or material things in the world. You know, what? it's like Wonder Woman. <laughs> he should have. Yeah. He should have been re- reading poetry at Joe Biden's inauguration. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> he this is just like his poetry skills. They are just off cut the back to everybody, just dumbfounded. <clears throat> like what the. It's also like in Wonder Woman where she says um, some stuff about love or the truth. Or, you know, Shuni B's speeches are way better than Gal Gadot's. Oh, God, yeah. Just saying. Um, now there's like an alleyway fight. Uh, well, it's confusing because he meets up with Karen's dad. Is he like supposed to be a police officer? Or something? And he's wearing a suit. Like, yeah, he's wearing a suit, yeah. but he pulled into the driveway and I thought it was one of the bad the like the bad guy. Me too. He me gets too. out. He's like, "Hey, Shuni, how's it going?" Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's exactly what happens. <laughs> he gets stabbed immediately. And then um, he has a showdown with one of the guys with these two like what are they called Bowie knives? Uh, yeah, they angular forget knives. What, yeah, they're kind of like curved. I would. I. It almost feels like because he uses them a lot throughout the movie, it almost feels like a Nepal weapon in the kind of way that in the Indonesian martial mm-hmm. arts that like Eco does in the raid movies, they use like those specific knives. Yeah, there's a specific name for them that I don't know. It could be, but, but he uses nunchucks, I think just as much. Yeah. 
Yes, he does. Well, I mean, because Bruce Lee's awesome. Exactly. Uh, this knife fight, my God. I mean, I hope you didn't pay for your whole seat because you're only going to need the edge. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved it. And it, this scene goes on. I love it. It goes on. I know that Colin said it was boring, but it goes on no, and on. I, At one point, it's they like do the splits and they're fighting on the okay, ground. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say it's boring, but it's very repetitive. <laughs> Um, yes. If you, there's no escalation. To I hope it. you like these sound effects because holy shit! <laughs> I actually made a note. Two of them. Mm, good sound effects on the knives, big and loud. Ging, 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 ging. And these knives are clearly cardboard, so they they change from real to yeah, cardboard. They, they're just like hitting. This is like the the knife fight from uh, Under Siege or something like that with Tommy Lee Jones and Steven Seagal. Oh yeah. Well, actually, there's no connection in the knife fight in. Um, uh, under well, siege while this you one hear it. they're connected you hear it in the sound slowly. effects justin clank 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 they keep slowing things down and speeding them up and and whenever they slow things down we get this weird like ghosting happening uh in the uh picture and that's like throughout Look, the whole that movie. 200 consumer camera that they're using probably on mini dv yeah exactly <laughs> you know you take the good and the bad it's <laughs> kind of like how david lynch shot inland empire on mini dv it feels like he borrowed that camera from lynch I should have hired that Johnny B fella. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't remember. He kills this guy, right? I kind of blacked I out from the pleasure at this point. <laughs> I can't, I can't what, what I do love is like anytime they're they're fighting in the wides, uh, very slowly, even though it's sped up like twice. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the knives are clearly cardboard, and then they'll they sort of connect, and then it'll mm. just focus on their arms, like pushing one another, and they're real knives. And then they'll immediately cut and they'll be clanging. And oh, clanging. wait, I hear the classic uh, No Such Thing as a Bad Movie house cat. Yeah. <laughs> he's just making some noise. And he's looking it's just under- like the dog sound effect in this movie. Yeah, yeah. he's been, like, we've, you guys talking about Shuni B? He's awesome. We've been uh, getting him hooked on these YouTube uh, channels for cats where it's just birds. It's like birds on a tree stump. And he's... Oh, does he go nuts yeah, for it? He'll like stand up and try to like swat at them. And now he's convinced that like the birds are actually coming from behind the TV. So he's always looking up behind the TV. <laughs> he'll just You're like stare mind at the games. TV That's emotional hours. torture on I your know. cat. No, he loves he, it. He thinks it's a window. So he's like smacking on the screen mm. and stuff like um, that. We mentioned like... You mentioned like a random shot of like somebody's arm. There's a shot like that in the scene where Juni and Karen are like huffing and puffing and drinking water after their big workout. And there's just a, a random close up to Shuni's like bicep that's like glistening <laughs> in guns. sweat and it like cuts to her face. So it's like, oh, she's she's looking yeah. at his arm. He, he's yeah. not. Cool. I love how like he comes and tells her that his dad died and she's like, oh, and he's like, mm, mm, it's not your fault. It's like, no, Shuni, it's your fault. So we go back to her house and she's uh, she's nursing his wound. And I have to say, you know, he, he wears a lot of tank tops in this movie. He's not a very in shape dude. He's, he's, I disagree. He's, he's got guns. He's a little tubby. He's uh, not, I mean, he's just... It's all muscle, Colin. <laughs> he's just kind of like he's a little squat doughy. because he's, he's shorter, he's, but... He's a little doughy. And he pontificates in this scene again. I will say, like, I mean, he's, yeah, of course, he has to, like, uh, comfort her. And um, he he kisses her on the forehead. Mm -hmm. And that's the most, like, sexual Mm -hmm. interaction we get with these two. And it's definitely implied that they are supposed to be romantically involved. Uh, Like, she, she just shows up and is just like, and he's like, Hey, how you doing? How you, you know, doing? I, I just came to and see And he you. leaves and he goes, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> and I'm like, her father just died, sunshine. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little brash. <laughs> and, okay, can I take back my, my, my favorite thing? <laughs> what was Whoa, it? Whoa, I know such thing as a bad movie first. Ha- has, 
Has everybody said their favorite thing? Yeah, I said I said yes. the Samosa Club. Okay. My I want dog. to take I want to take <laughs> back my is... previous favorite thing. What'd you say? Okay. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... Somebody is uh quickly re-editing the yeah, uh that's... No Such Thing as a Bad yeah. Movie Wikipedia yeah. page. So this is my favorite scene. Uh, this Ugh. is the backyard fight. Th- this scene, oh my this is like the fight to end all fights. This would be like the end fight in like Drunken Master 2 for the Shunny B version. So he shows up at the bad guy's house. And again, mm-hmm. let's go back to, you know, the budget thing where they can't afford to shoot at these great, you know, mansions and stuff like that. This is supposed to be the bad guy's house. This is uh, Greco's Greco's son's house. Because his son shows up. This is the trashiest looking, most white trash looking... You're only saying that because it's full of trash. Bungalow. This back... full of trash he shows up this this scene gave me anxiety he shows up and he has a drone a little mini drone <laughs> yeah that he sends up into the air to scope out the backyard <laughs> this drone. oh the backyard where the villains i guess they just spend seven hours a day swinging sticks yeah it's all the it's the all these guys practicing. all these guys in black suits and ties wearing sunglasses swinging around their weapons one of them has like a kendo like practice sword which is like made of bamboo yeah they all Not have a weapon. different weapons yeah and uh he shows up this backyard it's like an la bungalow so it's like that kind of stucco exterior this backyard is full of so much fucking trash and garbage (laughs) it is like it's one of those places where you know you're in a kind of not so nice neighborhood you kind of Mm -hmm. move in and you've got those kind of redneck neighbors like oh fuck they have like yeah, a, a broken I, uh, down car i there's, lived behind one yeah there's like couches oh, in the background of it's like, how many couches did well, they own? I, when i was watching it today i did wonder is did he know somebody who was moving no and uh no. they just haven't unpacked no. they haven't put no. their stuff in the house 100 percent. no it looks like uh, i mean there's like an old patio heater out there it looks like the house <laughs> that you know a bunch of like college students own or something like that yeah yes that's exactly there's what like, it, like just bongs all over everything the place. is mismatched so they have it's all this like eclectic furniture they have like a you know, Garden one hose. one like leather bar stool. Nothing matches. Yeah, uh, and it's all like around a, like a fire pit with just piles of trash and garbage. It's disgusting. And this is a scene that we talked about where every twenty seconds, whoa, 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 in the back. <laughs> we also forgot to mention mention the Shunibi fighting style, which is I'm going to stand in the center of a circle and guys will come up to me one at a time, and then I'll just kick them very awkwardly well that's that's kind of classic jean-claude van damme or like any martial it's true, artist but he's like, not good at hiding it is all i'm saying and he, he no, goes like de- well the jump cuts didn't hide it <laughs> not well enough unfortunately but still loved the scene yeah it's like it's like a great video game but it's so funny because all these guys you know are supposed to be you know bodyguards for this rich sex trafficker and just the dumpiest looking backyard and all the fences are really oh, low there's too. like one of the kid, one of the baddies looks like he's like 12 years yeah. old as well. and one of them looks like he's like 65 <laughs> the, the, the age range is insane listen the whole sunday class showed up for a fight oh scene. god it's so funny and uh it's not a prop fight or anything like that because nobody wants to touch that real garbage that's like oh it's so trashy there might as well be just like a trampoline in the backyard or something you know <laughs> there probably is if you look close <laughs> enough it's covered in garbage bags so his like uh, the smaller boss before he gets to the big boss in this case mickey. is mickey and he does the splits and he like does yep. the like he flexes his biceps and he does have pretty big arms He's been working out his arms. Yeah, apparently. he does the Jean-Claude Van Damme in No yeah, Retreat, yeah, No yeah. Surrender. 
And uh, for yes. the rest of the fight scene, he's got a big grass stain on his ass. Uh, <laughs> he has so much dirt on the back of <laughs> I his. I didn't notice. Uh, on the back of his, like, tank top. But he's wearing, like, white uh, pants or something like that, too. Yeah. It's, like, not a good choice. But, uh, so anyway, he breaks his arm or something, because mm-hmm. in the following scene, he has a sling. Now, before... Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the American flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we get to the the final scene, there's so oh, many small oh, scenes. This is so okay. good. Wait, can so, I take back my second? <laughs> wait, okay. I actually have two things I need to mention. So we get a scene where Maya escapes, right? And she yes. runs around. She almost escapes, and they're like, "Ha ha!" She gets injected with like a reanimator size serum. Yeah, it's a yeah. big it's needle. Like so they huge. inject her, and she yeah. passes out. And then she they film it. Chuck Liddell films yeah. it, and then later sends it to to Shuni B, which but, gets him all riled yeah, up. Yeah, so before the final showdown down, there's this random scene where somehow um, Karen's friends escaped, right? Because we go, oh, that's Oh, is the right. idea maybe that when he defeated Mickey, that let all the yeah, women... Yeah, I think oh. that is the idea, but we didn't see okay. it because they were that. inside. Yeah. Because the whole movie, they just cut into random shots of these girls doing things. They're, right. they're out on jobs. With they're no inside getting up. Or... They're out, out back snoring coke. And so then we get the second scene in the samosa club. Exact same samosas are on the plates. <laughs> You're like, why would you go back to the club where you were drugged and exactly. in the middle of the exactly. day? <laughs> As the owners watched on. But he, and yeah. they're all thanking him for and rescuing Shuni B him. shows up and it's like, and he, he comes in. Hey, girls, how you doing? Your daughter's been kidnapped. <laughs> say, how you yeah. doing? Your daughter has been kidnapped and is likely being sold into yeah. sex trafficking. But he still has He's time so to do casual. this. He's so casual. One of the one of the women goes, "How can we repay you?" And he goes, "In this war, if man becomes human, it would be a pretty big thing." <laughs> if man becomes human? Yes. And they ask him another question. And this is the one where it's like, I know this is not what he meant, but it sounds like <laughs> this, where he he gives a, you know, a common, um, you know, advice. He goes, if you give a man a fish, he will eat for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, he will never go hungry. Right. That's what the subtitles say. That's not what he says. <laughs> he says, if you give a man fist, he will eat for a day. <laughs> But if you teach him how to fist, he will never go hungry. I think he meant fish. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like martial arts related. <laughs> but then I turned the subtitles on. I'm like, he's oh, no, no, he's actually saying yeah, It's a form of martial But yeah. anyway, so you can see where this is going. He teaches them martial arts. And then we're literally cut back to the scene from the beginning of the movie with him and all the young women who are beating up the guys in blindfolds. Doesn't he need to save his daughter? Like, isn't that so the this is only afterthought. This movie has been edited completely out of order because mm-hmm. this all has to happen before the daughter gets kidnapped, but of course that's not what... Shuni B went nuts in the editing chair because <laughs> he, he went too far. Yeah, he clearly finished this movie during COVID, probably during the first wave of the pandemic, I would say. That's why the streets of LA are so empty when you I see I guess them. I thought this came out a couple years before. I thought it said like 2017. No, I I think it's 2020, wasn't I it? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I'll check it, IMDb. it's clear that he hasn't shot the entire film because Oh, shh, don't oh spoil God. it, Colin. Because first, before we get to that, we have to hang out with Greco, who actually says, I love it. Life is Life good. Life is good. And he, again, is at a very small bungalow with a tiny pool. <laughs> a t- 
tiny pool. This is definitely a place that pornos were shot. Oh at. yeah. And yeah. by the way, this movie did come out in 2020, so but, you're probably right. But Justin. they're they're acting like it's some huge mansion, and he even has like a DJ yeah. that's standing. Uh, yeah, he's named Sergio. Hey, a Sergio. DJ for a party for five people. Yeah, yeah. and he's got his uh, his henchmen standing around, and it's like it's very crowded in this backyard with like five people there. It's a pool party. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's this just weird thing where it's like he's talking on the phone to Brutal and then Brutal's sending his women, his women and then another woman shows up with Shuni. And then... I mean, it's all building up the real final fight that'll come after the scene, right, guys? Oh, my God. And Shuni shows up blindfolded for some reason. Yeah, there seems to be some scenes missing and, where, like, he got kidnapped or something. Yeah. Never takes off the blindfold when he's fighting this guy. So like, even though because he uh, he's like Zadoichi, he's a master. <laughs> he wants to prove that he can. Were those the rules? Who knows? Does he have to? Feel I don't like- know. Well, you know that Sunny means business Sunny. because he's wearing an yeah Shuni because he's wearing an all camo outfit. Yeah, yeah. as in uh, not unlike the previous scene where he had the yellow outfit. Which and him mm-hmm. and the bad guys' outfits change. About halfway through this fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Who again? They shot on multiple days. Who knows? Yeah. Listen, making movies is hard. Yeah. Sorry, college, right. Well, at this point, the, all the bad guys are like, "This guy's unstoppable. He used to be in the army. You know, we." Uh. Yeah, the classic Steven Seagal scene where they're like, "This guy can't be defeated. Let's get out of here." Yeah, and uh, as we mentioned, there's a there's a long fight scene with Greco, who was the mob boss at this point, who mm-hmm. you don't expect to get you know down to the martial arts, but he does, and he's got a big sword. Yeah, and when you think that, oh, how should he gonna get out of this? Should he pulls nunchucks out of his two, pants that he's had there? Two the nunchucks time. out of the pockets of his cargo pants. And it's so funny. This, <laughs> this seems pants. to be in the front of the house. So all of a sudden, they're fighting uh, amongst trees in the front lawn. And Shuni is like swinging the nunchucks around, and just cars are driving by in the background. <laughs> and I, was, I just oh, started yeah. laughing, thinking about. You know, they're POV. They're just driving by, like <laughs> driving the, in the car. Just the hell is going on? Just some guy like swinging checks. nunchucks around, like eh. All right, and meanwhile, um, the woman who brought Shuni is on the phone with Brutal and saying, like, "Oh my God, he's kicking his ass. He's kicking Greco's ass." And so we're thinking, like, when is he gonna have the big showdown with Brutal, who is shown? Just sitting on a lawn chair outside, surrounded by <laughs> prostitutes, and he's got Maya. Maya's mm-hmm. like, oh, "Help me." Unfortunately, we don't get that. And she that. shows the video to Shuni, like, we got your daughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he defeats Greco. I don't I remember how. Him. he stabs him or something. I can't yeah, remember. he kills him. And he's like, we got your daughter. And Shuni's like, I'm coming for you. And he jumps in the air. <laughs> Freeze frame. Credits Yeah, roll. it is a... So you're like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> he never gets to save his goddamn daughter. <laughs> hey. No. Why wasn't his daughter just there? Like, he could have saved I her I don't there. understand. Sequel. Saving it for the sequel. Was it a sequel setup, or it was like he didn't get to finish the movie, and it's like, all right, let's just end it. I... I feel like he probably didn't get to finish the movie, which is why it's like 75 minutes right. long. And plus, maybe it was mm-hmm. uh, a COVID thing. So he's just he just cut his losses. It ends like this. Maybe we'll do a sequel someday. Yeah, I'll just do this one shot of me going. Hey, Justin, remember that promo that we shot for Impossible Horror where it yes. ends the exact same way with That's me, right. with yeah. me well, jumping at the camera? Yeah. <laughs> frame. Well, his it's a reference to Fist of Fury. That's how that right. movie ends. Bruce Lee jumps in the air. It's like, ah, and then there's a freeze frame and you well, hear gunshots. Fight of Fury. Which you don't hear in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> he doesn't Yeah, he's die. like surrounded but, like Butch Cassidy. 
But what's weird is that like he jumps and does the kick. There's no one around no, no, him. No, he's just. Like, there's no reason it's to for do the yeah, It's for the audience, man. It's for us. Yeah. He's angry. It's supposed to be in 3D. Like his leg comes out. Yeah, I was like waiting for the Shunny Bee will return. And, and then it's like credits over picture, and then it just ends. Even the credits are there are so fast. many spelling errors in the credits. I have to point <gasps> yes, out. There there's, are. I even saw the poster, and there's spelling errors on the poster. Oh really? Oh my god. Well. Listen, when you English is not his first right. language, he definitely doesn't have anyone to uh, like go over. He's got his like work. twenty students. He could. Yeah, but they're not going to tell the sensei he's doing something uh, wrong. Judging by the amount of people in this movie, he must have hundreds, hundred students, <laughs> or like seventeen dojos around the LA. Well, area. It's all, as I was saying, it's obviously like friends and family too that are mm-hmm. in this movie, um, but. Uh, you look at that cast list, a ton of people. Yeah, it goes a on and on and on people. and on. And that's Fight of Fury. All, right. all, that's it. all of them got paid yep. nothing. No, they def- nobody no. got paid. <laughs> Definitely no way. not. Um, but they got to be in a movie. And Okay, so as far as like, um, you know, Miami Connection, The Instructor, um, maybe some other martial arts vanity project, this yeah. might be the best. Is it as good as Miami you know, Connection? I think I laugh the most watching Miami this. Miami Connection yeah. has music. I think Miami Connection is more entertaining. It has a little bit more polish as far as like, you yeah, know, Mi- it was shot on film. Mi- Miami and, Connection yeah. is like, you know, if you want like a fun kind of movie mm-hmm. like this, this is more advanced studies. Yeah. Although I do feel like you could put this on for most people and yeah. you would think it's funny. It's I, very I think, accessible. I think, uh, I mean... If you mm-hmm. like bad movies, you For will sure. absolutely adore this. Yeah, like, yeah. that's hands down. Uh, like, you will be the coolest uh, uh, person of your group when you bring your, like, hey, let's watch this movie. No one has seen this. Apparently so, not. like, you will be the first so, to yeah, do it. Be the first person to show your be... friends this movie. Oh <laughs> be like Shuni B. Listen. We were the ones to break um, Deadly mm-hmm. Lessons. And then what, like six months later, the Flophouse does it? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was going to say. And you say, know why that is? It's because Peter Kaplowski oh, gave it okay. to them. Well, I know. But you were like, oh, this is like my, my discovery. You also discovered uh, Deadly Lessons, though, right? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I didn't discover it like I'm at a video shop and I pick it up. Like, I, like this one, someone recommended it to me, but they hadn't seen it. They had just mm-hmm. seen the trailer. So you really feel like you were like the first person to see it. Just to review it, I guess. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure Shuni watched it and he screened it for friends and family. Absolutely. Hey, it's on Amazon Prime. So. It's on yeah. Amazon Prime, I it believe, It doesn't mean anything to be the first. All that's you, important is that people share it with everybody yeah. that they know. You have no excuse not to watch this movie. It's on, yeah. It's so easy, unless, you know, Amazon is an evil company. You don't have an Amazon Prime account. It doesn't matter if you're the first, as <laughs> yeah. long as you see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Shuni B. Shuni, yeah. He's in the room with us. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, what do you got in the fridge? All uh, right. We're, oh, running, we're running long. Some brown so stuff I gotta, and Shuni B. I yeah. got to I gotta wrap this up. This is literally the end of Thursday, and we need to edit this and drop it yeah, tomorrow. To so. drop it tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> Oh, okay. So if you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at no such thing pod or check us out on patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. And if you donate $5 a month, you get a bonus episode every two weeks. And the next one that's coming out next week is on that Christopher Nolan movie, Tenant. Not to be confused with Tenant, which I always want like to David say. Like David Tennant. Yeah. I was so Tenet. disappointed when I actually saw it. Uh, yeah, like, he's not the main character. Like, I know. Where, 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 <laughs> There's a lot of time travel in this biopic, which does make sense because he was Doctor Who. Yeah, it would explain a lot. <laughs> there you go. Um, and if you want to tweet at me or check me out on Instagram, I'm at April Atmansky. 
You can follow me on Twitter, DeClueJ, or you can listen to me on the Bay Street Video Podcast, where me and Mark Hansen go through all of the week's Blu-rays and DVDs, or you can uh, listen to me on the Important Cinema Club, or the Star Wars Puncast, which, you know, I wish we had called the Star Wars Jizzcast. It's not <laughs> too late. I know, because uh, the Star Wars, you know, jizz is my favorite thing of Star Wars, that jizz smooth music. jazz that gets played. Yeah. Do you know the... Uh, the uh, people the jizz musicians are called jizz whalers <laughs> i did not right. i'm not even joking it. it's like you know the uh, luke goes into the cantina and it's like dun, dun, yeah dun, dun. that's those Wait, are is jizz that technically whalers. jizz i thought max rebo was jizz uh, they're all jizz man they're all jizz whalers <laughs> everyone's a jizz whaler in star Just wars whaling jizz everywhere all right colin left where can right. they find you uh well you can find me on jizz whaler podcast <laughs> yeah the star wars jizz cast <laughs> Jizz cast. Um, well, I'll talk about my favorite jizz music. Uh, <laughs> you go track jizz, by track. <laughs> jizz, jizz classics. It's all uh, covers of Jedi Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. April's just like, hurry it up. Um, she has to edit this in like six hours. I also really have to go to the bathroom. Oh, sorry, so. sorry, sorry. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A, and on Instagram, and that is it. And that's it for this week. Uh, this have a yeah, Have a good week and watch fight, fight of Fury if you can. Shuni B uh, says, "Watch it." <laughs> you should, as the Scots would say, "You shouldn't be putting this movie off." Very good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm April Mansky. I'm Justin DeGlow. I'm Colin Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. Anymore.